live and in stereo, it's Shay Ashley with Main Character Energy. Skeleton Squad, welcome back to another episode of Main Character Energy. Taylor is dancing with me as I'm saying that, and I'm loving the vibes. You want to know what really just grinds my gears? Tell me. When toxic people come out of the woodwork. Have you ever experienced a toxic person just coming up out of the blue, feeling so casual about talking to you? Like, it's easy, breezy, beautiful. I'm welcomed. You ever experienced that? And they're just so not. You're just like, why are you doing this? Are you missing something? Yeah. Like your level of comfortability clearly is not where it should be at if I'm receiving a message from your number onto my cell phone. And that number is not saved. If I say, who's this? You should continue the conversation. Just true. But if that number also, besides not being saved, is on do not disturb... So I don't even know that I have a text message waiting for me until like my boyfriend texts me and I'm like, woohoo, and like go and open it. And the audacity. Skeleton Squad, if you haven't caught on yet, this has happened to me recently. As I say, very recently. <laughs> and it's just like a, a whole like mind fuck. It's like a life fuck, honestly, because they never say anything that's worth your while. Whenever they pop yeah. up out of the blue, they never have anything to say that's immediately like worth your recognition and validates your role in a conversation with them. Yeah. Like, it like, yeah. Puts, puts you on a pedestal to like, please talk to me. Here you go. Yeah, which is just like so uncomfortable because one, it's like, who are you? Why are you reaching out to me? I don't want to talk to you. And then also you're reaching out to me about literally nothing. But I almost hate it more when they try to make something up to reach out to you about. Like, oh boy, come on. Let's not. Let's just not. Why don't you just say what you need to say so I can deny you and move on from there instead of you trying to draw out a fucking conversation. Yeah, I literally like, I just fucking can't. I I I woke up and chose violence today. (laughs) I've had this happen multiple times. They pop up out of the blue and they are immediately like, I have so much to say to you and I have so so many words that you need to hear, but guess what? I need to say them. I don't know how to type them. I said to this ex that recently texted me, he was, he was like, let's meet up for coffee. <laughs> I said, pass, first of all. And then I responded with, I don't know what you have to say after all this time, but I do know that you can type it out. I Like, did you forget how to spell? So today, Skeleton Squad, we are going to be talking about toxic people, how to handle them when you just recently cut them out of your life, and then how to handle them years later because they come back. They always come back. Every single one of my ex-boyfriends has apologized for not being able to treat me how I deserve to be treated. Which is always so fucking funny because it's like, where was this energy when we were together, though? Like, if you would have done and said the things that you're doing and saying now, we probably wouldn't have broken up. I mean, I'm not mad that we broke up because honestly, fuck you. But too little too late, dude. Like, this means nothing to me now. You think you're that cool that I would fuck up my life to have a conversation with you? No. I'm not going to do that. That's not the role I'm going to play here. So 
goodbye, we're done. <laughs> Shay and I have always had like this, this stance on it. Like we are very, we're fucking weak. Okay. Like after breakups, we're weak and breakups with friends, yeah. breakups with boyfriends, we're weak as fuck, but it's only right after. Yep. There's a very small window where like you could come back and do or say some shit and I would put up with it. But like, it's literally like maybe a week. You have a week. And then after that, you're fucking dead to me. Definitely longer than a week. Okay. We're not like fine. Maybe longer than a week. Fine. Fine, fine, fine. Thank you. I mean, 2021 for me is all about like growth and if we're being honest, you can't fucking grow if you're staying in the same place. And staying in the same place doesn't necessarily mean your location. But staying in the same friend group, hanging out with the same friends, doing the same things, like you're not going to grow. You're not going to go anywhere if you're staying with those same people. And we have been through phases, both of us, where we have allowed toxic people to stay in our lives for way longer than we should have. But it is hard. You do have moments of weakness. And we tend to justify things and over-justify them. And a lot of times you stay out of comfort. So we're going to have the tough conversation. So sit down, bestie. We're going to talk about it today. And we're going to give you some tough love because I know that a lot of our listeners probably have people in their lives right now that don't deserve to be there. Oh, fuck yeah. And I think that we should start from like, probably like one of the like biggest moments where you start to cut people off from high school into college. College, you finally are meeting people that don't know all of your aunts and uncles, brothers, sisters, everyone, everyone that you know. And your entire life story, you come in with like kind Kind of a clean slate and somewhat of a fresh start. Exactly. Which is nice, but at the same time, it opens you up to the possibility because you're starting like from, from brand new, you're starting fresh. The likelihood of you falling into a toxic relationship, whether it be romantic or friendship, is pretty fucking high because you don't know these people and you're literally starting with a clean slate and you're just like, I just need friends. Like, I remember freshman year, no one liked me for obvious reasons, but it was one of those like, I don't want to eat by myself, so I need to make friends. And some of those friends that I made freshman year, I'm not still friends with for good reasons. I feel like that's a lie. Everyone liked you and it was because you fucking molded your personality to fit them. I didn't like you because I wasn't, I knew that and I wasn't going to be your friend. Okay. I mean, if you want to get real, <laughs> I yeah. Think, okay. No, but no, it's not like everybody liked me. It's like initially I didn't have a ton of people that I was like friends with at Salisbury. Like I wasn't hanging out with anyone. Like I just kind of was like in my own group. Like the first like couple oh, no, days no, I, I legit I just mean, hung like, out with my roommate. Yeah. No, you had a lot of friends in my opinion. Like you had like more than a handful. Oh, see, it's so interesting to hear this from your perspective because that is not how I at all felt. I was like, yeah. oh, I'm such a loser. <laughs> I have no friends. That's the depression talking, duh. It's in mental it. illness, isn't it? <laughs> I think that that's also just because that time period, you're so vulnerable. And like what you said, you're trying to go and like find friends, just make sure that you have like somewhat of a group, somewhat of a connection that just goes down to like the core of it being that you don't want to be alone and you need people to depend on everything. I was going into college with a boyfriend. So at least I had that off campus apartment, other bedroom space to just fall back on when I like didn't want to be around anyone or didn't have anything else to do. So like mm -hmm. that was my security net. But like, yeah. I mean, it's just fucking crazy because like college like immediately puts you in a situation where you have to start to figure out what you like and who are you because that like first initial step, even just being in the dorm room or wherever you're living in with a new roommate, even if it is someone from your hometown that you like somewhat know or you're friends with, like you don't know everything about them until oh, you Oh God, no. And yeah. it's crazy because I went three fucking roommates freshman year. 
Oh my God. I wasn't even thinking about your roommate I wasn't situation. Either. Dude, I didn't even, th- I haven't thought about that in years. I was like, Locked literally out. my seriously, like talk about a trauma response. Your brain's like, yeah, we're just going to regress that shit. God. Oh, fuck, okay. Dude. You know what? We have to talk about it now. We're going to talk it's, about it's, it. It's one of those situations where you're going into college, you're starting fresh. You want to give everyone the benefit of the doubt, but sometimes in the process of learning people, you make up enough excuses for them that then you allow them to be in your life and then find out that they're completely fucking toxic and then they destroy everything. And that is exactly what fucking happened. I was just a bystander, poor Taylor. Like, I just watched it all happen and was like, girl, you good? (laughs) Kick it off. It all started back in spring of 2014. I was just a mere little soon-to-be graduate high schooler looking for a roommate for Salisbury University. And this female, looking normal as anything, hit me up, and I was like, sure, you're cute. You'd be a good roommate pair, I guess. I got fucking catfished, y'all, okay? Because literally, I shit you not, I said, yeah, I'll be your roommate. Two weeks later, this bitch was dreaded. Don't get us wrong. We love dreads. Awesome. Great for you. But like, it was the first domino. We're like, oh, okay. She was white. Super white. Very white. She got dreads. And like, I mean, I love my hair in the sense that like, I, I just want it to be nice. Like one day I would really love my hair to be nice. Okay. And dreading it takes, you ruin your hair when you do that. Especially just a white person. Your hair isn't That's meant to be dreaded. Like honestly, cultural appropriation, if we want to call it anything, let's just fucking start there. That's what I mean. Like, that's what I'm talking about. So immediately yeah. I was like, uh, did you look into it? You know? And she I mean, so that was the first domino. Anyway, so freshman year, some people smoke weed, whatever. But you know what? You know what they don't do? They don't smoke it in their dorm when they live two down from their RA. RA. Unless you're my roommate. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it was more than simply partaking. Was she not distributing? I was going to get to that. Thank you for the My apologies. (laughs) That's right, Shay. So not only did I start to come home from my 5.30 p.m. biology class and just get slapped in the face with marijuana, but then I found out that she was selling it from our dorm. (laughs) Like, if you don't know already, big no-no. You can't do that. You get kicked out of school for that. (laughs) Yeah. So not only was she just like so obviously doing it in the dorm, but then she started to sell large quantities out of the dorm to just really escalate the story for you guys. It got to a point I had talked to her about it. I said, listen, you can't be smoking like that. You can't be selling out of our room. I'm not comfortable with it because also all of my shit's in there. So she has sketchy people coming in. I don't want anyone sitting on my bed. That's like the first thing that some weirdos do is go sit on the roommate's bed and it's like, please just get your asshole off of my pillow. Thank you. Thank you. But anyway, I talked to her about it, tried to resolve the issue as roommates and just address it head on. And it didn't fucking work. Like I would come home and it was just like, oh, good. Lysol is masking the marijuana. Like, and all I could think was, oh my gosh, if you're going to be a drug dealer, shouldn't you know what type of perfume covers up weed? Like, (laughs) I feel like that's like, that should be in your repertoire. You know, keep it in something that doesn't allow it to smell because that also exists. Well, if she had smoked it, you know. Oh, yeah. If she smoked it. Yeah, true. So anyway, I come home 
I get slapped in the face again with the stench and I immediately walk my ass down to Shay's room because we were just two doors down from each other. Yeah. So hey, okay, remember when I talked to her about it and you're like, yeah. And I was like, well, it fucking reeks. And you're like, I know, dude. It fucking smells. And I was like, the whole all right. hallway smelled. I was like, all right, I'm going to go tell uh, RAs. And Shay was like, all right, you want to leave your shit here? Just come back here. I was like, yeah, yeah probably. Cool. And I was like, cool. So I went down and I told them. I, I like, I still am like just flabbergasted at the idiocy of the RAs. They go and they called cops. And for some reason, the cops couldn't do anything about it. For some Which is reason. so funny. The cops like came upstairs and like they talked to me. And I was like, this is my room. And they said, well, we can't look in any of our things. So we called her back here because we told her of this suspicion and she needs to be present for us to look through it. You know what this motherfucker did? And like Godspeed, honestly, smart bitch, smart man. It is. So frustrating, though. Yeah. She went and called the people across the hall who she sold, and they 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 fucking grabbed basically like a empty trash bag. They walked right past the cops, right past the RAs, went out, met her in the parking lot, got her a key, came back in. I am staying in Shay's room. I find out that someone went into my room, like someone comes rushing down, tells me this. So I ran downstairs, and I said, um... I don't know what you guys are doing, but you need to be up in my room because someone's inside of my room right now. Getting, yeah. Getting, <laughs> getting the shit out. And I was like, are you fucking dumb? Like, why wouldn't someone be here? So anyway, this man goes out of the fucking suite, like my, my suite mate's room. She, 86 her, she got kicked out of my room. Like, oh God, the dreads, that was a sign. I wanted to be like, hey, it's not going to work out. But she got us into the best dorm too. She really bribed me. She was like, my mom has this position and ha ha ha. And I was like, ha ha, okay, you have dreadlocks and you sell drugs, but okay. See, I had a random roommate that like worked out perfectly. Like we got along, we're not best friends, but like it was fine. But going back to the story Taylor just told, I want to be clear. I smoke weed. I have no issue with people smoking weed at all. What I do, however, have an issue with is someone thinking that their choices mean more than my livelihood and what I have at stake because it wasn't just that like I got pissed for Taylor not because this girl was partaking in the marijuana because like that's not an issue it was the fact that she was doing it even though Taylor had specifically said hey can you just not do this here I don't want to get kicked out of school I don't want to get kicked out of the teaching program like they take that shit seriously like we had already that year seen someone get kicked out of the entire school for fighting someone over a drug-related incident in our dorm. So we were like, yeah, we're not trying to have this situation fall on us. So, like, can you just be respectful and, like, not do it here? And she didn't, and she continued to. So that's that's why it went where it went. She said, Very nah, yeah, I can't. She said, I don't give a fuck about you or what you have to say. I'm going to keep doing this. And I was like, see, that's a problem. That's, that's really a fucking problem. Because, like, we can't live together if that's how you're going to act. And then every fucking roommate that followed that, that they just didn't get better. It just it's just like boom, 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 beat, bitch. And I'm like, I'm still standing. Gotta make it through the next three years. But what you just said about like her not giving a fuck, that's, that's every toxic person's mentality. Like at the end of the day, it all comes down to I care more about myself and what I feel and what I want and whatever I'm going through more than you. 
And like with understanding people at the same sense that we need to understand that they're nothing like us, you kind of need to decide if you're okay with that. Yeah. Are you okay with them being different in the ways that they are? I mean, a, a lot of understanding too is forgiveness. Well, and I think it's interesting that you say that because I think that those are the situations where we're more likely to make excuses for the other person because we're like, oh, well, they're not toxic. They're just different from me. And I need to be understanding of the fact that they're just different. They just do life differently, which is fucking fine. They can do life differently, but maybe they don't do it a part of your life. Like maybe you let them do their life differently somewhere else, because even if they do life differently and you're okay with that happening, them doing it around you is going to start to interfere with how you do your life. And that's yeah. when you lose yourself. And that's when things start to become toxic. So in those situations, it's almost better. Like I'm all for being understanding and empathetic and hearing people out and not just, you know, canceling people because they are a little different than you. But at some point, certain differences are going to start to cause serious issues, which builds that toxicity, which then will end up in really bad shit happening. So sometimes in those situations early on, you got to be like, hey, you're awesome for someone else or like maybe another friend group. So like amazing. Goodbye. Thank you so much. Yeah. And not to sound like nerdy, but I view it as like since every day that we live our life, we should like be actively trying to grow and become a better person or become a better professional in our career, whatever it might be, whatever you're focused on, who cares? I, I take it down to literally viewing it as like, I'm a fucking blade of grass. Okay. Or I'm a plant. I'm a little flower. Okay. And the people that I surround myself with are the fertilizer. If they are good and they're supporting, then they are going to help me grow and they're going to watch the process and they're going to be there and support me. They're going to help me out in whatever way I need. However, if I have like the wrong fertilizer that doesn't mesh with who I am and what I'm trying to achieve, then those people aren't my people and I need to fucking reevaluate. It's not what I'm doing isn't meaningful and I shouldn't go and fucking work towards my goals. It's I need to look at who do I have in my corner and are they really in my corner or are they only trying to like be there if I make it and then flee if I don't. I love that you just said that because I, I know I had a situation that I had mentioned like a while back on a different episode. Toxic person that I allowed to be in my life much longer than they should have. And what you just said about them only wanting to be around if you're successful, I experienced the complete opposite. She was only comfortable with being my friend when she knew and genuinely felt that she was better than me. And we competed in pageants together. And for the longest time, I was still starting out. I was still new. I was still learning. I was doing well, but not as well as she was because she knew more. And that was fine. And I was still so supportive of her. Like I loved when she would win. I cried harder. We won at the same pageant, won like sister titles. I cried harder for her winning because I was so proud of her than I did for myself winning. And it came time about two years later for her to return that same respect because I finally earned the attention and the praise that I truly fucking deserve for working my ass off. And I did better than she did. And she didn't talk to me for days afterwards, which would have been fine and somewhat understandable because it's just a couple days, right? Um, no, we had booked a trip. We were supposed to go on a trip together and she flat out did not show up. So I was by myself and then showed up three days later and blamed it on something else. And I was just like, I'm fucking confused because are we in a 
fight? Like, what's going on? And I think it's just as important to acknowledge the people in your lives that are like that, because there will be people that only want to be around when you're doing really well, which is like a fair weather friend. We don't need a fair weather friend. We need someone who's going to be a ride or die. And then there are also the friends that only want to be around to make themselves feel better. And when you start to do better than them, they all of a sudden kind of slip into the background. They're like, oh, I don't want to be around you because you make me look bad right now. It's like, but I would not make you look bad if you just like hung out with me and just like had your own energy and like did your own thing and bettered yourself. Like, I'm not trying to steal your shine. I hate that it's like that, though, because I would never be able to just watch a friend and then slide back into the fucking shadows. Because if anything, like if my friend's putting themselves out on a ledge, then I want to go and be there no matter what. Like you want to do it. You want to put yourself out there. Then let's fucking go. Can confirm because when Taylor and I were talking about the podcast, she was like, let me know what I can do to help you. I want to be here to support you and help you through this. So like whatever you need, like I don't want to take over, but like literally any anything you need. I'm here. And I was like, I need help. And she was like, I got you. I got you, baby. Come here. Let's do this together. And I was like, thank you so much. It's the same thing as like, whenever someone's talking about something that they're passionate about, like you can't ignore that. Well, and then it's even worse when you are expressing something you're really passionate about and you really love. And then you have the people that feel like they need to one up you. And they're like, Oh, well, I love that. You really love that. And I love that you have a podcast and that's so amazing for you. But also, did you know that I do this, that, and the other thing? I'm like, I didn't know that. Like, thank you for sharing with me. But I also don't remember when we stopped talking about my podcast. Yeah. Like, not that I need you to talk about my podcast with me or like that type of thing, but like, it's just uncomfortable. It's like, I'm not trying to have a competition here. Like, I'm not trying to make myself feel better or make you feel worse. I'm just genuinely having a conversation with you and your need to one up me on everything like makes me not want to do that anymore. And you know, Shay, that's, that's a good point because there's that person that tries to one up you, but then there's the opposite person that tries to just be like, well, you know, I have it worse. Like, I mean, I've had boyfriends like this. I've had friends respond like this. If I'm complaining about like work, whatever, it's hard, stressful. And then they respond with, yeah, oh my gosh, like my job's been so hard. I've been doing this, that, the other, all this stuff. And immediately when I hear that, I mean, I'm not good with coping with my fucking emotions at all. So Mm -hmm. when I even share that I'm stressed out, like that's me feeling like I'm oversharing. Like I am going Mm -hmm. TMI right now. And then to be responded to with mentions of like their own stress. How do you not feel like, okay, well, like clearly you, yours is worse because if I'm sharing with you that I'm, my body is upset because that's what stress is. Well, and it affects your whole body. I mean, last week's episode was talking about the relationship between our mental health and our physical health. So if your mental health isn't doing well, you probably physically don't feel good either, which makes you then even more want to go talk to people and be like, hey, like, I don't really feel great. Like, I kind of need to, like, vocalize this to someone and just feel validated for a second. And if the person you go to is a close friend, someone you consider to be a close friend or a partner, and they come back with, oh, yeah, well, I have it harder. I wasn't, I mean, I would love to set aside time to talk about you as well, because I want to acknowledge your feelings and what you're experiencing. But for right now, in this moment, I need the attention for this conversation to be on what I'm currently experiencing so I can better myself and move forward. That's what we need to be saying to these people. Literally, that's how you handle Politely, it. Lightly, fuck you. <laughs> and like, you handle this type of person so many times throughout your life. You handle a toxic person, I mean, in literally every life stage. And sometimes, 
unfortunately you have to handle more than one but oh yeah as you handle them and you weed them out of your fucking garden you get closer to where you're supposed to be and who you're supposed to be growing with and if they're not growing with you then they're just gonna stunt it baby so recognize this shit i feel like i what i want to say about this is like it's so difficult to recognize it in the moment and there aren't always going to be clear-cut signs it's not always going to be white and black of oh they did this and that's toxic or oh they did that and that's toxic it's going to go back and forth and it's not always going to be a hundred percent a toxic relationship which is why you then end up making excuses and it goes on way longer than it should but what i want to say is that if you are around someone and you do not feel like your best self you can't sit back and go i feel good right now I feel like this is right. Like a big indicator for me is when I leave a friend group or I leave a person, if I feel drained after leaving you, probably not the environment I want to be in anymore. You don't want to be around people that suck the energy and the life out of you and out of the room and make you feel badly about yourselves. And if anything, like Taylor said in a previous episode, your feelings are regulators. You feel that way. Because your body and your brain are trying to tell you something that you can't yet acknowledge on your own. So pay attention to those feelings. Pay attention to those thoughts. Every relationship I ever had, I felt like I had to perform the entire time. And I would leave hanging out with my boyfriend feeling absolutely drained, which is just like such a sign that you're not being yourself when you're with them. And that's not fair to you. And you shouldn't have to be someone else when you're around the people in your life. Like you should be able to be you unapologetically be you all the fucking time. And if the people in your life don't like that don't understand it don't respect it there are other people that will and i know how tough it is to acknowledge that and feel that and it really will hurt and it's gonna sting but i promise you there are people in this world that will love you for who you are it's just not the people you're with right now if that's how you're feeling um i like that you bring that up because that kind of leads us into handling a toxic person after a breakup and granted not every breakup is going to have the other person being a toxic partner, anything like that. But what I've come to learn throughout my dating is that just because they're not toxic in the relationship doesn't mean that they aren't going to continue toxic behaviors post breakup to try and keep you in their life. And no matter what age you are, you're always going to have someone that wants to keep you on the hook. And the biggest thing that I've had to learn is making sure you really fucking clip the cord. Okay. Yeah. Cause sometimes you can't that. Sometimes no matter like how half-assed they treat you, they are fully rooted in your shit. Like they want to know everything about you after and exes do not deserve your time. They don't deserve your effort because they don't want it anymore. They said, I I'm willingly just gonna retract myself from this relationship, sign here, initial here, and we're good. So when they start to knock on your door again and ask you who you're with, don't fucking respond. Don't say none of your business. (laughs) No, don't respond because no response is response. Talk Toxic people, when they come back into your life, it's not for you. They're not coming back into your life for you. They're coming back into your life for them. They have ulterior motives. There's a reason. And in my opinion, they're just proving to themselves that they still have a hold on you. So the best thing you can do in those situations is be unapologetically you, stick to your fucking guns, and remind them they don't mean shit to you anymore. You were great for a period of time. I don't regret anything that happened with us. It was a beautiful moment in my past, but I'm done. No, thank you. Goodbye.
Like, fuck those people. Fuck that shit. You don't need to explain anything about your life. Do not give them a key to a door that they no longer have access to. They're not in this chapter. Leave them out of it. Like, once it's been a while, you stop remembering the bad things. And you start just remembering the good things. Like, don't allow them to come back in just to cut them out again. We're not dealing with the nonsense anymore. Sorry. Like, I think you lose your power when they reach out to you and you're like, oh, yeah, let's talk. Like, no. You made the decision to cut them out of your lives don't let them back in just for the fuck of it it's not fair to either of you you need to move on and so do that and you need to make that clear we all reach a point where we become adults we need to start holding everyone to that standard no matter what stage of life we interacted with them in if i'm five years older you're five years older i expect you to act like it like respect my time respect my effort because you didn't back then so if you're not going to now the fuck You think that I haven't grown? (laughs) My philosophy is that you give everybody the benefit of the doubt once you try, you attempt to have one productive conversation with them about the situation. And then if they're not receptive of that and they're not willing to see your side and have a conversation and help themselves to correct whatever's going on, they're done. Sorry, you've just told me that you don't give a shit. You don't care. And that's fine if you don't care, but I do. So I'm going to allow us to be different on that, but we're going to do it in separate areas. We're going to do it on separate fucking sides of the state, the planet, whatever. I've just gotten to the point where I just, I don't have the energy for myself, let alone excess energy to give to other people that don't fucking deserve it. So yeah, I've gotten to the point where I am going to be a little ruthless and I am going to be picky and I am going to be choosy and I'm not going to allow someone who I feel like does not deserve my time and energy to come back into my life for any fucking reason. And I love that for you because like, God, you fucking finally learned it. it. I needed it. You learned it. I did. Like I let so many people walk all over me for most of my life. And I finally am at the point where I feel confident enough in myself and in my decisions and my choices that when the people do inevitably come back, because they all fucking do, whether it's a friend or an ex, they're all going to come back. Nope. Don't have time for it. Thanks though. And you know what? Talking about friends at the beginning of this episode, you said that, you know, if they exhibit the toxic behavior, then cut them out immediately. I do want to make a point, especially talking about like college years and just that being a huge period of growth for everyone. I have also had friends where I had to cut out of my life for a while. They still maintain friendships with my other friends in the same friend group. And then we ended up reconnecting later. We had a conversation from Prior to rebuilding our relationship, because there are things that you need to address. You need to have the conversations because if you don't have the conversations, then you could be very well letting the same toxic person back into your life. They're just a few years older. So know who you are. Think about what you want and then see if the people that you're surrounding yourself with support that goal. So glad you just said that because it's literally what I was about to say is at the end of the day, you just need to be selective with who and what you allow to take your time and energy. Because as much as we want to think that there is an endless bank of that shit, there is not. Think of it as literally a physical bank with a dollar amount. You have $100 at the start of the day or at the start of the week, and people are going to spend that money for you. They're just going to take it from you. They're going to take that time and energy from you. It becomes way more valuable when you try and treat it like dollars because $24, that's not a lot. And then if you go and say that's your time. Well, and just like we budget our money. 
So that way we know we can pay our bills at the end of the month and still eat and do the things we want to do. You have to budget your time, your energy, and your effort the same fucking way. Because if you're allowing people to bleed you dry of that, you will have nothing left for yourself at the end of the day. And that's the person that really needs it. Yeah. I got five friends and my mom's one of them. So I would say probably same. And that's episode 17. Squaw! Bye. Bye.